All right, gentlemen, are we ready? You may fire when ready. Marginally so, but yes. Internet and welcome to another episode of Geek Anthology. I am your host, Neil Cordra, and I am joined this week by the one true Ben and Mike. Yep, we got him back, folks. Um, and uh, uh, my brain has been has been deteriorating more and more as the pandemic goes on. I apologize. I've had an opening and then I lost it. This is staying in the episode, by the way. So hi, everyone. Um, live, everybody. <laughs> Without uh, a net. So people may be that the promised episode about WandaVision isn't up. This isn't it. The reason for that is, apparently, WandaVision has a ninth episode that we weren't aware of. So it's not over yet, so we can't talk about it because we're not going to talk about something that's not quite over yet. See, it's very meta because it's real-world mind fuckery. Right? So, um, Mike had suggested a a topic uh, in the previous episode um, of uh, guerrilla marketing gone wrong question mark um and we're going to extend this to not just guerrilla marketing but sort of also some marketing fails we're going to try and keep it mostly uh geek related but like i I feel like we could just mention right now new coke yeah i mean there's some that just you know they deserve uh discussing regardless of you know right geekery yeah but uh but of course first we got single boosts so what we got fam well, uh, my signal boost for the week is the CW Superman and Lois. Uh, it's two episodes in at the at uh, time of recording, and it's uh, it's showing a fairly down to earth side to Superman uh, that, as a is that a play on words there? <laughs> down to uh, earth, yeah, in a way, because uh, it's it's post crisis on the Infinite Earth, so uh, you know Clark and Lois have two teenage sons, and they end up moving to Smallville from metropolis and it's you know showing that even superman can fuck up being a dad i was of the impression that he that they that the sons were not uh clark's biological children is that incorrect that is incorrect uh because uh they're they directly reference the fact that um that humans and kryptonians can reproduce oh okay so we're probably There's hope for their legacy that means we're probably going to end up with uh with superheroic puberty at some point too. Uh, yeah, it kind of starts in episode one. So, I haven't seen any of it. Um, I've been kind of done with the CW's um, DC stuff for a while. I'm like, not, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, I am just over this. It's just I've stopped consuming it. So. Yeah, I stopped a while back. Um, although it's- I will say. I liked, I did see an uh, episode of Supergirl like many moons ago when I actually gave a shit about that show <laughs> that had, um, that had the actor you talked about that plays Superman, the new show. And I really liked him. I thought he was yeah. a good Superman slash Clark. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that they got him for the role. Cause I, I think he deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does. He's doing a good job for this one. And I will say that anything that, that, I've watched probably enough YouTube clips of every time that Matt Ryan has shown up in any of the CW stuff as Constantine. <laughs> because he was such a good Constantine. Yep. So, a, uh, uh, a pretty constant fixture in uh, Legends of Tomorrow, so I should really probably check that out. Like, I never even got started on Legends of Tomorrow. That's a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. And it's a great, you know, it's a perfect premise for zany hijinks, you know. You, you yeah. get what you expect, and it's fun. Yep. And apparently Doom Patrol is pretty damn good, too. It's been a good vehicle for uh, Brendan Fraser. Wait, he's in Doom Patrol. Yeah, he's robot. He's robot man. Oh, I see. I don't know anything about Doom Doom Patrol in general, so I wasn't even aware. 
Speaking of uh, oddball comic groups, um, does anybody know when that next Suicide Squad movie is supposed to come out? Uh, Some year or another. To the internet. 20XDX, 20XDX. Well, now I have another thing to mention. Damn it. <laughs> you keep giving me more things to mention. I don't remember I've talk- if I've talked about this one yet or not, but we'll get to it on my turn. I'll go ahead and go then. Um, one of yet another Mike signal boost that needs no signal boosting. Uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected was uh, was announced roughly the end of February. Um, virtual BlizzCon. Yes, virtual BlizzCon. Which you know it's funny because I mean you know they were they were pump they were pimping that pretty hardcore even before pandemic stuff because they they want to get them those that sweet sweet e money for everyone that can't attend in person you know so they were already kind of going that direction with their convention but uh i haven't really been playing any blizzard stuff as of late not for a while but um got a buddy of mine who um used to be like hardcore into diablo 2 and um we never actually played that game together because we met um after that was after that had run its course so we, we thought it would be a lot of fun to um do some co-op and get some bro time in classic diablo 2 hack and slash i enjoyed diablo 3 but there's just it doesn't there's a certain je ne sais quoi of diablo 2 that's just not replicated in diablo 3 and the um and it had you know it had its issues with like um the game being way too fucking easy for it for a very long period of time the real money auction house bullshit and when the game launched there is like server fuck up there's it had a lot of issues mm-hmm. um but the game circa reaper of souls expansion was really good and got a lot better in my opinion but i just kind of got burned out and was just done with it you know i kind of like you know got the gist i didn't need to grind for eternity i just kind of set it down but uh, I had my fun. It was a good game. I, I did. I have heard, which is another thing they talked about, of course, in, in BlizzCon, that Diablo 4 is going to strive for more of a traditional Diablo, Diablo 2, dark gothic kind of aesthetic and style. Um, so uh, fingers crossed that that'll be solid. What's that? You're not going to have another Whimsy Shire? <laughs> well, let's not be hasty. You could always throw Whimsy Shire in there. They're not mutually exclusive, but you know they're going to have a goofy bonus level no matter what direction they take it. Cal level, MC Shire, you got to love that tradition. Well, that reminds me, um, uh, for Diablo fans and Critical Role fans, they did a, uh, they sponsored a one shot, Blizzard sponsored a a one shot with Matt Mercer and some of the Critical Role people, and um, uh, Diablo one shot, and it's really entertaining. It's just like uh, like two and a half hours ish, um, so very digestible. If you want to check it out, it's. uh, he really he really has some cool atmosphere that he nails and there's a lot of humor and it's just a lot of fun. And it's cool the art is fucking amazing that they have for the uh for the characters. Each uh each player plays, you know, an iconic class, of course. They have see if I can remember there's a druid, a necromancer, paladin, a wizard, and uh, I don't think it's an assassin. Something else that escapes me, because I think there are five characters, but yeah, it's uh, it was a lot of fun. That's pretty much what I got. Diablo stuff. Diablo. You picked up a thing, Ben. You there was something you're going to you're going to you remembered what was it? Oh, uh, Suicide Squad two uh, is in August of this year. Thank you. Ah, okay, good to know. So I originally had nothing to signal boost, and now I have like two and a half or three things. Um, you pace yourself. So if if you're lean on another one, you can just use it. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll uh, hold one in the tank. Yeah. Um. I'll wait until I actually am going to do the thing with the with the first thing I actually mentioned. But uh, so I'm planning on on doing something very specific with the thing I mentioned before we started recording. Uh, but I can very much recommend um, 
feel like I might have mentioned it already once, but I uh, was given a game for Christmas called 20XX. You did mention it. Okay. And it's a, it's a roguelike Mega Man game, and it's a lot of damn fun. Um, I don't know if you officially boosted or not, but you've mentioned it to me. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's super great. It's it's a roguelike... Specifically, it's a roguelike Mega Man X game. Um, Ooh, I love Mega Man X. So. And the other thing I'm going to mention is um, I'm doing Shakespeare again. Um, obviously, we can't... We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're not going to get together and actually act in place, but we are uh, uh, the same group that I've been doing live-action Shakespeare with for years uh we are now we are top shakespeare <laughs> well essentially that's what we're moving to we're, we're, we're going to do a uh, an audio drama production of the scottish play ah okay and to crit uh, or not to crit that is the question not the, not the right play that's him yeah i know but that's the only way there'd be pithy with and i'm super excited because since we're only doing radio dramas i get a chance to play roles that i wouldn't ever get to play i.e leading uh leading roles because let's face it i am not a leading man i ain't got the face for it i ain't got the body for it and i ain't got the hair for it i mean i could have the hair for it i can style this this nonsense to practically anything but i get cat i i'm not pretty enough to be the lead it, it's just like i'm not mad about this it's just sort of the way of it's the way of things you kind of expect your leading role to be of a certain appearance. I'm never going to play Romeo on stage. <laughs> However, I've got a pretty good voice for radio. <clears throat> um, and as a result, um, I'm, gonna, I'm getting to play Macduff. If, and if you know the Scottish play, um, he's essentially the second lead of the play. He's the one who uh, kills Macbeth at the end. And uh, like the conflict of the play, um, after the inciting action of Macbeth killing King Duncan is all about their conflict and interaction. So you I'm know, so excited. <clears throat> you went through all the trouble to say the Scottish play, and then you name-dropped it like three times. Does it not count if you're not if you're talking about the character instead of the title of the play? That's correct. Okay, good theater, theater superstitions are really weird and really... Uh, Oddly really specific. Yeah, you're also not supposed to mention... You're not also sp not supposed to like quote lines from the play unless you're on a stage or in a rehearsal. It's complicated. Yeah. And if you do, there's about there's there's three common ways to dispel the curse. Turn around three times on your uh th turn around three times counterclockwise and spit. Um run around the building three times counterclockwise and sometimes you're supposed to do it naked. Superstition status. It's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, you can mention the name of the character. And also I don't tend to go in for that, but some people do. The only reason it's supposedly cursed is because it's uh is is because of uh, its uh depictions of witchcraft eh. and its uh invocation of the goddess Hecate. In any case, all neither here nor there just Signal Boost Radio Heyday is going to be uh, releasing productions of the Scottish play. I will have links when they are up. The auditions were just last week, and the cast list just came out on Tuesday. So, like, we're in very early days, but I am excited to uh, to mention and pimp the uh, the production. And we'll give updates as necessary. Cool. Cool. And I'm really excited to be able to get to do this again, because I have been going batshit insane um all pandemic long i didn't realize how social of an animal i have become i have a tight group of friends and the fact that i haven't seen any of them in person in like a year is 
So, and I hope that noise picked up on the microphone. Sounded like a murloc. <laughs> All right, so on to marketing and what the fuckery, right? Okay, so obligatory Ben is old joke. Tell us all about New Coke, Ben. <laughs> spoiler of the week. Spoiler of the oh, week. Oh, yeah, spoiler of the week. Or the whatever it is these years. Spoiler of the episode. Um, Spoilers. John Romero did not make you his bitch. Fact check. <gasps> True. True that. So <laughs> tell us about New Coke. All right, so New Coke. Um, back in the day, New Coke, um, you know, Coke decided, hey, let's improve our formula. And the, it came out, and it was actually having tasted it back back then, and that would have what, what uh, eighty five, mm-hmm. the year before I graduated high school, um, when I was born. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Four years old. So yeah, they tried to test out a new formula, and it was actually better. It actually tasted better than the original Coke. Says so you. But it was new coke and basically it uh you know the this the nostalgia is strong so there was a vast disturbance in the force um and uh i mean there was a there was a call-in campaign um they, they even uh like 1500 calls a day they were getting and um people were so distraught it sounded like they were discussing the death of someone they loved well, this gets you know. to the this gets to, this is going to be a recurring theme for the episode. They, this gets to the phrase of uh, no publicity is bad publicity, and whether that's true or not. Well, it t- turned out that that publicity turned out to be good for Pepsi because <laughs> Pepsi turned around later that year uh, and uh, did uh, they basically gained a lot of people from it because they did a, a you know they changed my Coke commercial. So. Um, <laughs> It's so yeah, it, it, it angers me on an intellectual level that that's successful because it's so mm-hmm. dumb and such a non sequitur. Right. But, I mean, I mean, I, on the other side of the other side is like, well, if it works, it works. Like, what can I say? It's a business. It's right? just that's so dumb, though. It's like, hey, you know that other cola that you're not as big of a fan anymore. Hey, come over yeah. here, even though yeah, we're come not over actually to the dark side. doing so, anything yeah. different. And, and then Pepsi, not to be outdone, uh, in 2017, screwed things up with the Kendall Jenner um, version of it was a, that was a fake protest. We won't even go to that one. But <laughs> well, that's another that fake protest is going to be another theme. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much, uh, so much portent, you know, portentousness. So much, so much uh, foreboding going on. Right. Yeah, it was just it was stupid. So yeah, that was well. That hold was, on a second. Let me let me jump in here real quick. Didn't uh didn't Pepsi do a bunch of new shit like five minutes later anyway? Like they're giant hypocrites. Like remember because isn't that year uh, isn't eighty five the year Back to the Future came out? Uh, or at I least it was so. close to it. So yeah, let's see here. Back to the Future. Because I that I distinctly remember Marty McFly goes up to the like drugstore counter or whatever it goes like I'll have a Pepsi. I'll have a like a Pepsi Clear or some weird shit that they Pepsi sold for. Free, like, what he oh, meant, Pepsi Free, which is a caffeine-free Pepsi, which was introduced uh, in 1982. Yeah, um, and was okay. extremely popular by 1985. I see. According to the BackToTheFuture.com fan wiki, the more you know. Um, caffeine. You know, like if you want to talk about marketing fails from Pepsi, you want to talk about Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> Crystal Pepsi. And that was from 92 to 90. You are very quiet, Ben. Yeah, it's because I was far away from the mic. That was from like in in the early 90s, 92, 94. I've had Crystal Pepsi when they re, when they re uh, marketed it um, in uh, in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so help me out here. I've never actually had Crystal Pepsi. Does it taste different or is it just looks different? 
It tastes practically the same. It's just clear. Yeah, it's just clear. So this is kind of like uh, this kind of like that green ketchup shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what they did was um, they just didn't add the caramel coloring and ah. made it less acidic. Allegedly. So yeah. we should we should I, I just kind of spontaneously came came up with another example here. We should take a moment to discuss green ketchup because that was a thing. That was the thing that people ketchup thought. Food coloring in it. Yeah, but I, I mean, why would they think that's a good idea? Because. The kids will like it. But you're selling it to everybody, not just kids. Well, no, <laughs> you're really selling it to kids. You Wait, hold on. You mean the kids? Like yeah. capitalization T, capitalization K, like the kids? The kids? Somewhat. Yeah. Like it was, it was stuff that you saw advertised during Saturday morning cartoons during the uh, lawless age of advertising during Saturday morning cartoons. Um, right. Uh, AKA the reason at least half the shows existed. Yeah. Um, and it was there because the kids would think it was cool. The kids being a demographic. So, yeah, I guess the kids. <laughs> and they That's would. That's one of my favorite phrases. Because they wanted that cool green ketchup. Even I just. taste anything different. I mean, why? I don't know. It just the, the connotations are going to be like mucus and snot and whatnot. Like, let's be real here. That was, that so. was in that dem, in in the, in the demographic of of eight to fourteen year old boys at the time too. You have to think about that. Think of like the creepy call, crawlers. Um, oh um, God, I remember those commercials. Inject injection plastic molding um, kits and the creepy and the, crawlers. Yep, and the uh, the make your own uh, edible slime kits um, and things along those lines. It was it was on brand for yeah. the late 90s early aughts yeah i say even as a kid i thought that kind of stuff was stupid so did i because you don't eat creepy crawlers but still. But at the same time i don't think either of us were really part of that like while we were part of the target demo we were not really participants in that demographic either yeah i don't know about you but i was never too obsessed with being hip or cool and i didn't have an older sister to try and gross out yeah those those both apply to me as well so so yeah Uh, crystal pepsi was the thing that that kind of tanked uh from uh pepsi blue didn't do do well either but you know but was there a specific like marketing thing or advertising or event or anything that was like that was just bad or did it just was it just fizzled like it just didn't people were like this is a stupid stunt yeah it just it went it went nowhere um hipster who really likes rc cola I don't know. I think RC Cola, I don't think you get hipster status for that because that's just like a less popular mainstream soda. I think you have to get yeah. into like one of those like more expensive, like small batch, like you buy them individually or buy them in packs of four kind of deals to be like hipster uh, style. This like, here. Oh, Jones Cola. Fucking Jones Cola. That's like, now that's a hipster soda. Now, and the thing is, is that I loved the Jones Apple Cola. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's delicious. But two things are true at the same time. It's fucking delicious and it's totally hipster shit. Right. Uh, a, a soda importer uh, hipster, but I, I don't know if you guys can read this, but this is actually my favorite soda. We, we've got we've got webcams now. Not that any of you will see this. But I'm <laughs> an empty can of Guarana Antarctica, the national soft drink of Brazil. Um, it's actually it's Guarana flavored as opposed to just Guarana caffeinated. So right. I would also, I, I, I would also posit. Uh, like the Mexico Coke could be hipster. 
Mexican Coke can be sl- can, can be kind of hipster, depending on how pretentious you are about it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, really anything can be hipster as long as you're pretentious enough about it. That's, right. Yeah. That's. I mean, almost almost anything. There there are a few things that I don't think like you can't make Budweiser hipster no matter how stuck up you act. For example, this is true, but PBR you can. <laughs> yes, that's true. PBR is, is like is identified as like the hipster drink practically. But it's so trailer trash. By the way, if you ever can get your hands on it from like a soda import store, um, Antarctica. It's it's really solidly good stuff. Like, well, Ben, it's kind of like you know. I mean, you, you get that way with like clothes and stuff too, where it's like people are raiding right. through stores and being like, right. Hey, because it's like how? okay, so PBR can be very hipster, right? But by the same token, um, the place that I got my I got my sword from, um, Zombie Tools, dudes are just redneck AF, just total rednecks, uh, and they're and they're very genuine about it. Um, they they you know they when they drink it, yeah, it's nowhere near you know hipster. It's the question of are you trying to be ironic or not? That's one of the right. qualifiers. Exactly. Or are you just too poor to afford anything else? Or do you or are you like my, my brother Ethan and genuinely like it? I mean, there's a reason it got the blue ribbon. Like, you know, it's probably right? a decent beer. Um yeah. I actually like uh Coors, like not Coors Light, like regular Coors. Coors right. Banquet is the technical term. <laughs> I'm like uh like Johnny from uh from Cobra Kai in that regard, because that's like his thing. Like he's always ordering Coors watch, watching Cobra Kai. I hear it's really good. It's super fucking good. Do an episode about it at some point if I if if Ben and I actually watch the damn thing. Yeah, I have to watch it now. Watch so. the show. It's good. All right, so let's go with some other things. Some of the other things we have because yeah, like See, this is the thing is it's this natural stream of consciousness because whenever we hit something, it's going to remind us of another thing because we've all right. had a lifetime of you know these uh, these moments fails. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when you uh, um, I'll, I'll 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 talk about a thing. Um, so. When you mentioned guerrilla marketing fail, there was a thing that immediately popped into my head, like the first thing, which was um, the Moon Knights, um, Dante's Inferno game, uh, video (laughs) game, um, and it's fake protest. Yeah. Um, EA in its infinite um, EA is going to is going to be get used to hearing that name, by the way. (laughs) Get used to hearing EA tonight. Sony. uh, Give me a lot of Sony. Hey, don't sue us. We're only reporting on things that happened, and you know as well as we do that they didn't play out well. <laughs> this ended well. <laughs> um, EA hired people to stand outside their corporate headquarters and protest da- their Dante's Inferno game and hang out, hand out pa- pamphlets and um, <laughs> talk about how all the developers were going to burn in hell for making this horribly offensive game they were essentially uh for the the local springfield reference here they're essentially the party ends in hell people although they were not being sincere they were (laughs) they were almost like they they were kind of close to a westboro baptist church thing except not anti except not anti-homosexuality instead they were anti-ea for making this game um, right. who aren't just local Springfieldans. Like I'm I'm pretty sure they, they hired more people than belonged to the uh than belonged to the Westboro Baptist Church. Really? Huh. Well most churches have more people than belong to the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah, it's like I they barely crack double digits. It's like a weird like well yeah it's um, it's family. a family thing they yeah. just calls it self a church a lot of headlines a few years ago. Yeah right. of course well the the media like to play it up. Right. 
So I, I think they were also playing to the satanic panic, which made D&D very widely known. Bit, yeah. Like it was all about, it, it was, it was all about trying to, uh, trying to, it was, it was really like trying to play up um, like crazy fundamentalist Christians. So yes, mm-hmm. very much. I, I saw a quote for when I was looking at that incident, um, I was reading an article and they had a quote from a, um, a, a person, I, I forgot the website or group he was part of, but he was a, a Catholic gamer who's like, yeah, you know, maybe instead of like portraying these Christians as like a bunch of like silly no fun types make a game that doesn't suck <laughs> it's like maybe work on your game for not being generic god of war knockoff trash that has like a you know seven right. like a seven review tops like <laughs> that was the real problem with uh with it's just a mediocre game it was a mediocre god of war clone right uh and try to not not knock over a water bottle and fail um that really like the only thing it really kind of had going for it was the shock value um and god of war was already plenty shocking and like it was it was a mediocre game i played it it was okay i think it suffered from tryhard syndrome because god of war is just its own thing and like it was Mm -hmm. like it was over the top but that was just like its own style that kind of carved out for itself right and you just bought in because you're like all right so this is what this is about and it knows what it is and it's doing it but like Dante's Inferno is like, oh, hey, look, guys, we can be bloody, too. Oh, look at all the edgy things that you're seeing and killing. It's just like, yeah, no, which is which is an amalgamation of aborted fetuses. Ooh, you see how edgy we are. It's like every time a Disney star gets to be like 17 or 18 and they have, you know, they're they're like a recording artist. They're like, I'm going to say fuck in my song and be half naked. Look, I'm an adult. It's like, yeah, we get it. Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Oh, but yeah, that was that, that always that, that sprung to mind because like one, it got a lot of negative backlash, which maybe they don't didn't care about because once again you go to the old adage, no no uh no publicity is bad publicity. Right. Um but at the same time, um I kind of feel like this was an exception. Well, at the same right, time they were trying to get they were trying to make the they were trying to do the Streisand effect yeah. in the, their favor. Well, I think what happened is like oh, Streisand effect. A lot. See, if if a lot of people were kind of in the dark about the game and then just had some cool visuals and people described it as God of War esque, a lot of people would just buy it without asking questions. But since that drew such publicity, then like part of the article was always inevitably, well, this is kind of a crappy knockoff. <laughs> so yeah. like, it's like, oh, right. by the way, this game kind of sucks. I wouldn't buy buy it at least not a lot for price. of it had a lot of notific- a lot of notoriety, and that meant that people actually paid more attention to the reviews and realized that it was a exactly. game. Yeah. I'm okay. It's not really a subpar game. It is it is it's definitely a video game. Like it's not a bad video game. It's not a not a groundbreaking video game. It was okay. Let's put it this way. It would have been a a good game that you would pay like $30 for, not 50 or 60. I'd say it, like it, if if it were available to buy on Steam and it never will be, but like, you know, I, if you see it on if you see it on Steam and you want a game that's god of war light oh i actually i gotta i gotta i gotta jump i gotta i'm um, actually you here neil um actually um ea has caved and is selling a lot of their shit on steam now so you may in fact see it on steam the uh, computer i don't think, think it ever saw a computer like a pc release i think it was console exclusive i don't know i'd have to look that up um but like if you want a um yeah it never saw it never saw a pc release um if you want a, if somehow, if it does get a, a PC release and you want a God of War light game, 
and you've already bought Castlevania Lords of Shadow 1 and 2, which are better, and also God of War Light. This ever-expanding list of things you need to do before you play this game. Let's not dedicate too much time it's to Dante's worth the 10 bucks, I guess. So, <laughs> that, that's it. I just... You're right, by the way. It was only released on uh, PS3, three, Xbox 360, and mm-hmm. PlayStation Portable for Because it reason. got mediocre reviews. And honestly, didn't they also oh, hey, do that, a thing with a goat? What, that, yeah. Um, this, is a, this is a perfect um, segue, though. So I, I want to do this PlayStation Portable thing first. We can pivot over to, to goat. You can pivot to the goat. <laughs> that's a hell of a phrase. But we can pivot over to goat. Yeah. Uh, and we're not talking greatest of all time. That's what I'm sure. Uh, anyway, um, so PSP. There, were, I was, <laughs> I was looking at marketing snafus, and um, I found back-to-back uh, PSP snafus. So that's impressive. And it was also it was the PSP Vita specifically. It was like one iteration of the device had two debacles. Oh, right. <laughs> so I found that amusing. So uh, yeah, you mean the whole yes. white is coming one? I remember. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so those that haven't seen. <laughs> Those that haven't seen the image, um, this is this is one of those, and you see this a lot in these snafus where it's it's like only in some other, it's it's only in like one country that is not the United States. <laughs> um, not to say that there aren't plenty of U.S.-based snafus, uh, many of them we are covering tonight, but you see this a lot where like there's a bigger like conglomerate, and then like there's one country that like doesn't have the same like uh, shall we say uh taboos or practices necessarily and then it gets released somehow and the larger company's like holy shit what did you do <laughs> although to be fair uh there's no reason they shouldn't know that this is going to be a thing that happens anyway uh without further ado so PSP Vita um just like the original PSP it is a um it's a small handheld device and the standard color is black just like a you know like a matte black or maybe a slightly glossy black i don't know but it's kind of black like an iphone or something you know like a standard run-of-the-mill iphone when they first came mm-hmm. out and then <clears throat> they um just like with game boys they're like oh hey there's a new color version of it uh there's a different color and so they did like a ceramic white version and so in the netherlands they did this ad campaign they had this giant billboard and they had two women that were personifying the consoles and you had the original console that was a black woman in black clothes and then you had the new white version that was a white woman in white clothes and even down to the hair like the black woman had black hair and the white woman had this like shock of white hair like storm from x-men or yep. something and, it's- and so the white woman is clutching the throat of the black woman like she's throttling her and it says in big white letters white is coming and and, and <laughs> on, just and, like holy and shit. for further context the the background is black so the back so the black woman just fades into it. yeah and there's like a whole like there's a in now t- this is this is like the smallest little like just the thimble like the tiniest amount of broader context thing here is that they had like a whole photo shoot of this and they're like there's at various points where the, each one of them are you know accosting each other and rolling around and whatnot but that's all moot because the <laughs> what made the cut is just that specific image <laughs> and I'll, I'll so it's tweet, like I'll yeah tweet about it is like literally just make the most racist thing you can imagine with design <laughs> what? what we'll give oh, you God, 10 grand. social media okay <laughs> <laughs> Social media had a fucking field day. This was like 2009, I think. So you know, it was social media was enough of a thing that people were people were making the rounds and like spreading this around, going, "What the ever loving fuck?" <laughs> on social media in 2007, when this, but it came across my radar. Oh, I'm sorry. This is 2006. This is older than I realized. 2006, 2007. Yeah, like, um, God, I can only imagine if if this had happened like five years later, 
Like oh, it would have been God. bananas. Like the, yeah. the the sheer amount of social media that that would have gotten. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was. Yeah, like it was amazing. It was it it was so it was so ridiculous that I heard about it back when I was barely on the internet per, per se. Yeah, well, you know, it made the rounds with all the like gaming websites and stuff, you know. So yeah. So what was the second one with the PSP? Okay, so the second one. This is this was a lot lesser known, but I didn't even know it was a thing until I stumbled across it after seeing the first one. But uh, this is in 2012. Um, which, by the way, I find that kind of odd that 2006 and then 2012, they're still trying to pimp the Vita. It, that system did not do well. It was a really solid system that just didn't get enough love. It's kind of like Betamax or something. It's like it was good, but people just decided not to buy it. <laughs> Everyone who's who's had a Vita that I've ever talked to says it's, it's just, just fantastic. So in 2002, they have a ad and it has a image of a woman in like a black cocktail dress. And she has breasts on both sides of her body. She has breasts on the back, on on her coming out of her back for some reason. And it says, "Touch both sides for added enjoyment." And it's it's promoting like the way the touchscreen works or whatever with like the design but, of the game. Yeah, it had a, had had a touchscreen on both the front and the back of the of the system. Right. So that's what they're going for there. And then on top, the cherry on top is that the woman's head doesn't make the cut. It's cropped out. So it's just a body with two sets of breasts. <laughs> it's like, good lord. I mean, talk about objectifying. That's really stupid. So, Plus, also, I would like to add, it's just as insulting to men, because it's like, it implies that you are that stupid and juvenile, you know? Right? Um, this, this does lead to um, a, a pseudo uh, signal boost. There's a there's a channel I like to watch, uh, um, Radio Dead Air. Um the guy who runs it, Nash, um, has a weekly show called What the Fuck is Wrong with You? Um, and they uh, they put together um, sort of collections and lists of, um, of news headlines that make you just kind of ask, what? I, I, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Florida f- features regularly in that, uh, <laughs> in it. Um, and they have, they, they've been establishing a number of rules. One of their rules is, Every advertising agency in the world needs to employ a 12-year-old boy. And once you've made up your copy, you have the 12-year-old boy look at it. And if he snickers at anything, you scrap it and redo it. <laughs> it's not a bad theory. Because they you, you you get so many times where it's where where you just get someone who you you, you ask who who approved this? Like, that's actually it, a website, by the way. Who approved this.com. Yeah, well, it's one of my sources. You like they you, you get a <laughs> lot of that. It's like, how did this get past? How did this this get past the like? Oh gosh, that I oh, totally conference, conference rooms full of people that it had to get past to make it as an advertising uh, campaign. <laughs> I just remembered something really funny. Um, <laughs> I, I'll have to check the state real quick, but I think it's, I want to say it's like Kentucky or Virginia, some south, southeastern state. The, it, was, it was about uh, combating the meth problem, and it was meth, we're on it. I remember that one. <laughs> the Missouri's going, damn it. <laughs> Why didn't we think of that? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know. I'm I'm not. I oscillate between whether that was intentional or not. South Dakota. Um, oh, South Dakota. Thank you. Or uh, there's a thing I shared on Facebook a while back, and I'll put it in the green room for you guys to see. Um, 
bear with me for just a second. So I'm pretty sure I saved it to my phone as well because I thought it was hilarious. Da, 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 da. So speaking of marketing fails and uh, sure. beer, um, international marketing fails because um, Mike, you mentioned, you know, liking Coors. So yes. Budweiser for a long time had their thing where, you know, Budweiser, the king of beers, right? Right. In Mexico, cerveza is feminine. So Budweiser... <laughs> 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 wow yeah. yeah that's like that's like saying you know uh kim kardashian the king of the king of self social media <laughs> so, <laughs> that's funny they, they didn't understand why it wasn't working until they actually got somebody who spoke spanish <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if you saw the uh the thing i just posted in the green room why your text choice matters i'll put it <laughs> website because this is a visual oh my god click so yeah there will be a picture of this on our website which is www.workingtheoryproductions.com um and if i ever think about it i'll maybe even post shit in our patreon again because i always forget to do that like the patreon hasn't had anything posted in it uh, since i started it which is why no one participates in the patreon i'm trying to get better at things people i just only have so much time in my anyhow so where were we oh yes goats yeah yes um so um it was what was it it was god of war right yeah it was god of war 2 it was a sony thing sony event and uh they did a uh they did a party wherein there was was it a live goat or like you you i didn't really i i I remember hearing about this on the on the it was a freshly slaughtered goat so the goat was real was a dead goat, mm-hmm. but they they did kind of like a like a kids Halloween spooky thing, like oh like put a blindfold on and like moved your hands around and these are eyeballs and these this is the hair of the witch or whatever like that kind of shit. I mean they didn't actually blindfold people, but like they they acted like they were feeding people entrails from the goat, but it was fake and it was just like it was like a meat soup thing. It was just like regular food, but like it was presented in a way to be totally disgusting and it was an actual real dead goat that had just been slaughtered from like a local butcher or whatever. Like it was fucking nuts. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. And they had all sorts of other tacky stuff going on too. With like a snake pit and like topless or next to topless, um, like models that were running around serving food, like grapes and stuff. Goat is delicious. Like I, 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 I will go on record as saying, I, I love a good like goat curry or, um, or roast goat. And I mean, you can substitute pretty much animal any animal and it would still be just as dumb yeah it's like hey let's yeah. take a freshly butchered animal and just like slam it next to the you know freshly on the butchered cow. <laughs> yeah yeah it would have to be a goat or a sheep because space primarily yeah right honestly you i don't know why throw a fucking moose on there or something a sheep instead because uh that would have popped more monocles, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's a great phrase. Popped more monocles. I'm going to steal that. I like that. So, so that was um, that was God of War. That was released by whom? God of War Two, which was Sony. Sony. Yep. Okay. Sony strikes again. Sony stories. One EA. Now we got another. I got another EA. So we're up to three on Sony because there were two Vitas. Yeah. Okay. So two Vitas. Yeah. So getting back to EA, oh. when <laughs> when they uh, when they released Godfather Two game in 2012 um (laughs) talk about a talk about a um a a campaign that was criminally bad um they actually shipped out brass knuckles with copies of the game which was illegal (laughs) 
pre-order bonus. Yeah, as a pre-order bonus. So yeah, then they had to start asking, and they and they had to start asking the media outlets for those things back. Now, so to, yeah, it's like you know, um, to 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 notice like brass knuckles are not illegal in all states, but just a few. You know, they are in a few, including places where media uh, where media companies tend to work, like California and New York and Illinois. So bad look. <laughs> Right. <laughs> because, well, you know, I, I think, I think. Well, also, it's not exactly a great look with the whole, like, video games causing violence. Right. Uh, thesis that, uh, you know, anti-game people like to, <laughs> like, right. that's grist for the mill, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah it's like, yeah, you know, buy Godfather 2, complete, you know, buy the misdemeanor pack. <laughs> In Nevada, California, and New York, Colorado, and and Illinois. They're not illegal in Missouri, so you want to set if if you're uh, if you're one of our local uh, listeners and you want to set knuckle dusters, we're not going to stop you. Keep in mind, we are not uh, attorneys, and we are not representing anything as legal uh, as legal fact or uh, or anything along those lines. If you ever have questions about legality, please consult a lawyer. Show me state. Show me right. Paris of brass knuckle. <laughs> but yeah, they are theor- uh, from everything I can see. From the small amounts of research I have done, um, you can pr- possess bra- brass knuckles for self-defense uh, re- uh, reasons and use only. So, um, if you um, if you assault someone with brass knuckles, it ups the uh, it ups the um, what you call it? Huh? Sentencing minimum. Yeah. Well, it, it, ups it makes the, it a worse crime. It, it, yeah, I believe it. I believe it actually is assault with a deadly weapon. Because ah. you can fucking kill someone with a set of brass knuckles. Well, sure. Um, yeah. I mean, but, it's a heavy, blunt object. I mean, yeah. But you want to, uh, if you want to um, own a set of brass knuckles and um, and use them to defend yourself, that is apparently legal. Hmm. Kind of like lockpicks. Yeah. It's not illegal to own a set of lockpicks and to use them for legitimate purposes. But owning a set of lockpicks, but but like uh, perpetrating a felony. And owning a set of lockpicks actually makes the felony worse, even if the lockpicks were not involved in the uh, in, in the in the commission of the felony. So what else we got? Well, I have uh, this and, may be the worst I've seen. <clears throat> Acclaim Entertainment thought it would be a good idea when promoting the uh, sequel to Shadow Man, Shadow Man's Second Coming, some old action FPS type or third person shooter. Anyway, some some generic dark gritty action game uh, for PlayStation 2, they were soliciting the family members of dead people to advertise for the game on the headstones of their dead loved ones. Just let that sink in for a moment. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it's going to it's gonna be, the pay scale is going to be based on how prime a location your, your fucking, your, your beloved person's headstone is. Like, oh, this, gets, this is right here at the corner. This gets good foot traffic. We'll pay you more to slather our fucking video game name on his or her headstone. God, it's so bad. So bad. Yeah. I mean, it's beyond parody. It's just depressing. Like, it's not even, it's, it's not even like, uh, you know, you can have, you can have fun with like the goat and stuff. Like it sounds, it's just inherently silly. It's like, Hey, it's a goat. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. you know. But I mean, yeah. <sighs> I, I will say this though. The guardian article I linked says game publicity plan raises grave concerns. <laughs> That's a pretty good pun. Yeah. Like I, I don't like puns in my head personally. 
Neither do I, but I mean, it, there's a little levity needed with such a depressing story. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's definitely one of those things where you're just like, what was the, what was the, the, what was the thought process? Right. Who said, hey, this is a good idea. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Man. You imagine the, imagine the, the, the pitch meeting. So what we do is we, we, you know, we go to families and say, let us use your, your dead family member's gravestone, you know, to advertise our game because I can kind of, I can kind of imagine the meeting and I imagine, I imagine that it involves, um, one or two alpha personalities and a lot of yes men, yes people with a lot of drugs and or alcohol. Definitely like that. That's always the question that I find myself wondering, which is what it, it, which is how did this get out of committee with a lot of with with a lot of these like like for example um there was uh we we mentioned it a little bit in the uh in the uh the the spoiler john romero john romero is about to make you his bitch <laughs> yeah page ad in like <laughs> gm oh man it's it says it's big black letters with a red background it says john romero is about to make you his bitch and then a little bit lower in the bottom it says suck it down yeah this this uh, the 12 year old would giggle at that right i mean i oh, feel yeah. like that's a good litmus test that was the point you know, the, like that was what <laughs> in this particular case but it's the 12 year old would go full beavis and butthead on that <laughs> well this is like straight out of the like this is like a <laughs> degeneration X wrestling style level yeah. shit. Like this is just mm-hmm. ridiculous. And, and exactly. Like, and you gotta wonder, like the real problem with the ad more than anything else is that it doesn't actually advertise the thing it's supposed to be advertising for. Right. It doesn't yeah, mention <laughs> Daikatana. Um, yep. It just says John Romero is about to make you his bitch and leaves you wondering what <laughs> this is all about and what's right? so funny too is that like even back then when he, like the, you know he was you know he was in his prime days right you know he's riding high off the the quake series and stuff um let's be real most people don't know names of game developers they just don't so the other right. question that most people are asking is who the fuck is john romero right <laughs> You know, I'm thinking, didn't he do zombie movies? No, that was a different Romero. (laughs) (laughs) George Romero. George Romero. With the ad. You're uh, kind of, you're not picking up totally well. Me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I wasn't facing the mic. Yeah. Um, I guess it does actually, on a two-page spread, the second page does say Daikatana. But at the same time, it doesn't tell you anything about the game. Doesn't say what kind of game it is. It, there's no screenshots, no nothing, right? Right. No, no imagery associated with it. Yeah. Yep. Daikatana. It's got the kanji for big katana. Um, it says John Romero's Daikatana. And um, wait, is that what that means? Big katana. Daikatana literally means yes, large katana. That's even stupider. Or actually, large sword because katana is uh, katana is 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 not actually like it's not really the official name of the of the sword that everyone thinks is thinks of as the katana um it katana is a general is a general general piece of terminology for sword right so there's even another level of like sexual innuendo going on there because the name of the game is long sword and he's going to make you his bitch and then says suck it down or big sword okay yeah die is literally big like the Kanji for it is that, <laughs> it, it looks like someone holding out their arms saying this was the size of the fish that got like away. They're, or they're doing a jumping jack. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> because it is pick so, and break. 
John Romero's big sword. It's going yep. to make you his bitch and make you suck it down. Real classy. And right. um, the main he, he, by the way, he's publicly apologized for that and has been embarrassed for the rest of his life. Yes. I mean, <laughs> he will die in shame. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the game was such a such a article in the Escapist. Total failure. Linked to said John Romero apologizes for <laughs> yes his bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's pretty funny. And here's the other here's the other real big problem. Daikatana sucked. Once again, kind of like uh kind of like um Dante's Inferno. Um it just wasn't a good game. Or Godfather right. 2, which was not a very good game. I mean, so the, the thing I, I I find interesting about this is that most of these fails are for things that suck anyways. I, I think part of it I mean, like well, God of War 2 didn't suck. Yeah, it's it's hit or miss. God of War Two is a great game, and yeah. apparently, at least according to Neil, I I, I don't have firsthand experience, but the PS Vita was actually a good system. PS Vita was fantastic. Just didn't have good marketing. Didn't have good support. Right, but a lot of the things that were running across was just terrible. Well, yeah. I think I think the thing is is uh, a lot of it is they they try to try to get that that edge factor, that sweet sweet mm-hmm. edge. Right, we're being edgy and and you know. I think in a lot of these cases grim. the they underestimate like the target demos like savviness as far as this stuff goes like i feel like most gamers even just like casual gamers can like kind of sniff out like the fake ridiculousness of this stuff and they just don't go for it by and large yeah um and I, like actually do kind of understand the reasoning behind like say the dante's inferno thing because this was also around the same time that jack thompson was big and ah yes and he was man was he was he uh, causing sales Theft Auto to go up before he was disbarred? <laughs> yeah, I guess that was kind of in the zeitgeist at the time. I, f- I forgot about him because he's a very forgettable man. That's worth forgetting. Yeah, they were they were trying they were going for as as Ben put it, they were going for the Streisand effect. Um, mm-hmm. But that you you fail to realize that that that's going that the best way to invoke that is to not in try is is to not try to invoke it. Yeah, it's very zen. Yeah. Well, the Streisand effect needs to have a genuine, you know, yeah. attempt at suppression. Yeah, as uh, opposed to as opposed to trying to fake it. Right, right as opposed to shock valuing that shit. Yeah. So, because um, marketing is a weird thing. I mean, marketing, if you know how to work it, it, you know, it works for you. But if you don't, you know, if you fuck it up, it's really, it really comes back to bite you. Yep. That's why this podcast malingers. It's because I suck at marketing. But yeah, but I, at least we haven't done anything that's made people hate us. Yes, I recognize, however, that I suck at marketing, so I don't fucking try it. Right. Like, I'm try, don't try to be edgy. If I could get some money together, I might pay a marketing firm to market the podcast. Right. Or at least pay a friend to work who does freelance work making um, making ad ca- Facebook ad campaigns for companies. Right. But her rates are... Um, are representative of how of how, of the quality of her work. So, <laughs> That's a good diplomatic way of putting it. Well, no, no, like you're it, getting it, what you're paying for, and you're getting a lot. She does, which mm-hmm. means I can't afford her. <laughs> hey, we have uh, to talk to you about this person. Well, I make sure we um, cover the Moon Knight scare uh, yeah. before we run out of time. I hope that you can see this because I'm doing it as hard as I can. Um, <laughs> now, to be fair, to be fair, um, bombs in in Boston weren't a huge panic. At the time, yes, this was pre-marathon bombing. Pre-marathon yeah. bombing, but um, so for for the movie Aqua Teen Hunger Force: Colon Movie Film for Theaters, 
<laughs> which yeah. is the official title, by the way. Which is the official title of the movie. Um, the people, the 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 uh, the brains down at William Street put together a uh, some LED panels with the Moonanites flipping you the bird. They all appeared overnight um, in various places o- across Boston. Um, and they, uh, I think the main problem was they didn't remind, they didn't like you know inform relevant authorities that this was a thing that they were doing yeah <laughs> they got permission from property holders but like you know didn't from, tell anybody else yeah but they didn't tell like the police hey there's about to be a bunch of signs that no one were, were are aware of um right so a bunch of people called them in at bombs um because they you know what the hell is it's a big black box with leds on it like what what the hell even though it's really just a big old light bright. Yeah, it's a glorified light bright, but you know. <laughs> all of a sudden, all these weird things show up, and there's not really yeah. a context, and you can see a circuit board. Like, I could understand people being yeah, like, oh, Nobody knew what <laughs> they were. <laughs> um, and so it was like, ah, this is dangerous. Well, what's I, crazy I, about I, it is. Uh, to it. A bunch of D cell batteries. Well, what, what's kind of crazy is like, there were actually. There were at least over a hundred like law enforcement officers and first responders and stuff. And, like not a single one recognized it. Not a single one. <laughs> it's just like that was one of the that was one of the. Wow, know, I guess we don't have any coverage the, in Boston. The, gener- the generation, the generational difference on that was like staggering because like right. they had you know maybe a couple hundred people that like saw this thing and had no idea and it was just like some like uh and some younger like relative or staffer or something just kind of was like oh i know that that's from the cartoon <laughs> right and none of them recognized it as something their kids watched or so- anything like that yeah i mean i could understand that like you know i wouldn't expect them to be watching it but like at least be aware that that's a thing like well, i mean it was keep in mind this was this was it was adult swim and as much as the moonanites are amazing I think they'd only been in like two or three episodes by the time the movie came out. Like there, there are theory, like, people will think of them as one of the kind of reoccurring, um, one of the reoccurring guest stars or supporting characters. characters. Yeah. But, and, and that's because they are incredibly memorable if you've seen them. But I guess it's one of those things that kind of becomes iconic after the fact, but at the time it's really doesn't have that much screen time when you think yeah, about Aquatine it. One of those aqua, I, I really like aqua teen hunger force. Um, I never watched the movie, but I do quite enjoy. I, I have every bit I have seen of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I have enjoyed immensely, but none of them are like it's not exactly what you would call. Um, like it's not consistent, with the exception of the actual members of the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah. And, um, and Carl. <laughs> That's true. Like, aside from that, like there's no one. Like no one's really. They're, By the way, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is a perfect example of a show that's like, I enjoy this show and I don't do drugs, but I can only imagine how much more I would be enjoying the show if I in fact did drugs. Yeah. Like um, that is that is a classic example of that that syndrome, you know, <laughs> that if I'm enjoying it this much, I can only imagine if I was someone that <laughs> was getting high on a regular basis and watching. How much more fun would this be? You know, you know, the people that created that shit must have been out of their minds. Oh, absolutely. Um, like. <clears throat> It, like it's no secret that the people at William Street and the producers behind a lot of that, a lot of what happened um, with Adult Swim in the mid aughts, 
um, were particularly actually writing for the stoner set. Well, it makes sense. I mean, they came on the middle of the night. Yeah, and, they were you know. like some of the things they wrote only make sense if you're stoned, apparently. Uh, like Eight Ounce Mouse uh, springs to mind, um, which was a thing I watched once and asked my and I, I I was watching it with my sibling and I asked them I was like, am I missing something here? And they were like, this would be really funny if you were high because they well have in fact um, partaken of the marijuana. Um, and I was like, okay, well, it's not funny now. And their response was, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a problem with, you want something that's going to be funny when you're not high so that it's extra funny when you are. Yep. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that was, that was like, Aqua Teen is a good example of that. It's damn fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time. A lot of the adults when stuff is like that. When it just falls flat. But there are many episodes that I can think of that just like I like the, I like the drizzle episode. Who is the drizzle? Um, every Some episode hilarious. with uh, with MC Chris. Um, those are all good. He's uh, a staple of Adult Swim, actually. Yeah. yeah. And the couple episodes with the cybernetic ghost of Christmas Past from the Future are also <laughs> excellent. Um, such a stupid name. <laughs> cybernetic ghost of the Christmas Past from the Future. Cybernetic ghost of Christmas Past from the Future. <laughs> now imagine that coming out you know and hearing that while you're stoned yeah no like yeah i'm just i'm just punch drunk drunk because i'm tired and i'm and i'm getting giggly over it's kind of like when i lost my shit over all arm fall off boy a couple episodes back right so (laughs) it's so stupid though that's the main reason i'm looking forward to suicide suicide squad by the way because um oh man arm fall off boy played by nathan fillion (laughs) <laughs> aka tdk the detachable kid yeah <laughs> that's fantastic so yeah and, and you know like i said the, the power of marketing is amazing mm-hmm. which is you know because th- there there's the other side of that which we need to do an episode on you know marketing that went better than expected because mm-hmm. off the top of my head i know two two yeah two you, viral you hoaxes. A couple things in the in uh so yeah we'll have to get to those sometime the, later the on nature that you're like that's really not a that doesn't fit into our oeuvre, but man, we in, into the into the category, but man, we need to talk about it. right. Yeah, there's a you know there's a yin to the yang of uh, this episode. We can do one that uh, where it succeeded beyond wildest expectations, or there were no expectations, then it just fucking went through the roof, <clears throat> that kind of thing. Or it succeeded to its expectations, and those expectations were not great. <laughs> I mean, um, so just as a spoiler for that. Uh, the guy who wrote Christmas Story, Gene Shepard, Gene Shepard, um, actually perpetuated a a uh, literary hoax in oh god, um, when was wait, this? a Christmas story like no kid or no no with oh, you're talking about classic a... Christmas story. You mean like uh, Ebenezer Scrooge? No, no, Christmas, Christmas story. Carol. With, you'll shoot your eye. That's a Christmas yeah. Carol. Yeah, right. No, you you shoot your eye out. Um, okay, I had it right the first time. Okay, yeah. right. I mean, and this happened in the, this happened in 1956, um, where he basically artificially created a uh, book and turned it into a, it was a book that didn't exist, but he turned it into a bestseller using the system, the way he knew how it worked. He's also a big radio personality. Yeah, he was, he was a radio personality before he, uh, before he, you know, got, he went famous with that. Mm -hmm. So if you enjoy a Christmas story. I can highly recommend the other movie that he that he did that was a made for TV movie called Ollie Hop Noodles Haven of Bliss. 
I knew Gene Shepard from that before I had ever heard of Christmas Story, and it it was a it was something we we had uh, taped off of PBS one one year um, way back when in the in the yesterdays of yore, um, and I wa- I watched the shit out of that. But uh, yeah, Ollie Hop Noodles Haven of Bliss. Look it up. It's on YouTube. It's not I gotta say it was made for <clears throat> me in 1993. <laughs> I went back and watched a Christmas story a few years ago, and I feel like it does not hold up at all. I, it's this very beloved movie, but it just, eh, it just didn't seem that good. Didn't seem that funny. I remember it being a lot better. Overplay, but that's that is a topic for a different time. It's actually definitely going in. Like I'm brewing an idea for an episode in my head right now, um, but that'll be like at the end of this year because um, I've got an idea for a Christmas episode. So, we got anything else? Um. I don't have much else at this. I'm pretty tapped out. All right. So final thoughts. Um, all marketing far- firms should in- should employ a 12-year-old still. Right? Yeah. And if he snickers, then... Back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah. And actually, yeah. And, and the thing is, is it, it's not just any 12-year-old. I mean, it's got to be like the janitor's 12-year-old boy or someone, you know, the, the mailroom guy's uh, 12-year-old boy. Not, you know, your 12-year-old, your 12-year-old nephew who's gone to boarding school. <laughs> yeah, this is a, you need a, you need a, you need a public schooled 12-year-old. Exactly. Basically the market that, you know, that a lot of your stuff is designed to appeal to. That's the thing. Like, even if you're making something that has no appeal to that demographic whatsoever, you, you just, they, they are simply your innuendo sensor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It transcends the, uh, the demo. Exactly. They, they are there specifically so that you are not, and so that you don't, aren't worried about, um, um, so that you don't accidentally like make a, make a reference to, to oral sex. Right. Which has happened a couple times. Can sometimes not so accidentally. Okay, so I, I guess since you brought it up, there was a uh, there's a Burger King thing in Singapore that was utterly ridiculous. Okay. This advertisement has a um, apparently this this woman took a series of photos, this model, and uh, they were just like stock images, and Burger King bought the rights to them, and uh, this Singapore independently owned Burger King franchise. They used the stock photo of this woman who, uh, in the photo shoot, she was just told to display a range of emotions. And they have her, like, surprised emotion, which, as you can imagine, is her with her eyes as wide as possible, with her mouth open as wide as possible. And it has this very phallic sandwich that is beef <laughs> that has all this white sauce on it, like mayonnaise or something. And it's called the Super 7-Incher. And the text on the uh, on the advertisement in big, bold, white font says it'll blow your mind away and it even it gets even worse from there like it has more like like on the description it's it's like very it's very obviously going for a not so subtle innuendo it's ridiculous it says something along the lines of like long juicy beef or you know something like that's so so stupid fails the 12 year old test yep so i think that's uh we got that's all for uh, now. We'll be doing one division next time. Next time, gadget. I have a. I'll get you next time, gadget. To uh, try and revisit our lost episode of the and the quick lists because that was I felt like that had potential, but then I lost the audio. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, uh, WandaVision will be coming up next, and then you know, we've got we, we've got things in the docket. Things and stuff. Things and or stuff. Uh, this has been Neil. The one true Ben. And Mike. And we will talk to you next time on Geek Fanthology. Just gotta get Craig to leave. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by a letter and a number that I didn't bother to think of before I started recording this. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider supporting us, either by liking us on Facebook, telling other people about us, liking us uh, wherever you found us, following us on Spotify, subscribing on iTunes, this, that, or the other. Sharing on your social media is the biggest thing you can do to help. If you really enjoyed the podcast, please consider making a donation on our website at www.workingtheoryproductions.com or a reoccurring one at patreon.com slash workingtheory. By the way, Patreon tier rewards will be changing soon, so keep an eye out on that. A final thought. Sometimes I understand how people fail at marketing. It's the thing I'm the worst at. So, by the transitive pop property, everyone else must be horrible at it too. Right? <laughs>